Hello, and uh, this is William Tharp, and welcome back to Home Quizzes, Questions About Real Estate. Today is going to be episode six, and that's going to be, what is gentrification? Now, today we're going to st- discuss quite a few things about um, that were in the book under um, neighborhoods. And what we're kind of looking at is um, when you're beginning to look for where to buy a home or or invest in a home, you're going to want to kind of have an ideal of what's going on in the specific neighborhoods. And uh, gentrification is a good ideal of when you want to invest in the time or buy because it's something that's making an ongoing change. Now, let me define what gentrification is in case you didn't know. It's it's the process of uh, whereby the character of a poor urban area is changed by wealthier or middle class people moving in, improving housing, attracting new businesses, uh, typically displacing the current inhabitants or or in, in the case I'm going to bring up the lack of inhabitants in the process. Now in order to explore gentrification we can look at a, several examples. If you want we can talk about uh, um, Miami Beach is probably the greatest in the 70s and, and, and early 80s it was a ghost town. It was, it was really a uh, a place where um, retirees kind of went, a very um, low-income housing type situation. Then, of course, that all changed when Versace came in, bought the mansion, and um, hotels started coming back, and it became South Beach as it is today. That, that's a real brief example of uh, gentrification there. But uh, the one I want to talk about today um, happened uh, through experience when I was with the planning department at Wynwood. And um, it is Wynwood. I want to talk about the uh, the area there in, in the, the city of Miami that's just been, you know, a real uh, jewel in the crown uh, of, of the city. And, and it shows really a good example of why I keep telling you in these podcasts is to go and visit your planning department. So um, what we're going to talk about is the last and latest five-year plan that the city of Miami planning department did in association with the Wynwood uh, uh, Business Improvement District, or WinBid as we call it. And it, it, it's going to talk about um, what had happened kind of in a high history of, of Wynwood. Wynwood was our industrial area in uh, the city of uh, Miami for, for decades. Uh, and back in the 80s and in the 90s, you would have found American bakery companies. You would have found, of course, the Coca-Cola plant. You would have found uh, what was generally known as the garment district, you know, an influx of clothing realtor, you know, um, retailers and manufacturings. And these, these companies all started to, to just move out. It, it, uh, they all started to leave, leaving uninhabited buildings and warehouses. And the, the neighborhood really started to decline. Now, about the beginning of uh, the early 2000s, late 1990s, there began a, uh, uh, I guess a revitalization is the best way to put it at Wynwood. And it began to um, you know, see various art galleries finding affordable spaces. They'd move in and, and it would slowly... Uh, begin the process that we see it as now. Uh, one of the, the main things that kind of drove that was when the planning department decided to, to go ahead and do Neighborhood uh, Revitalization District 1 or NRD1 concept. And the idea here was to transfer the existing industrial kind of commercial areas of Wynwood that had been vacated by these businesses and transform them into a recognizable destination of art, fashion, innovation, creative enterprise. And uh, it became the ideal of, of, of a, a Wynwood Arts District, you know, that would have new uses and developments and, you know, um, public areas, open spaces, just a revibrant society that it was not at the time that this was planned. So the real focus was to preserve kind of the industrial art, artistic characteristic 
uh, enhance the experiences and promote you know housing of all options in the area and and really to fund an open space a central parking area and and to do that the planning department had to rezone and or rethink what was there back uh, when this was started there was um, quite a few industrial categories that were in there it was mainly in you know heavy in industry light uh, density restricted commercial light industry general commercial were the norm in that and they even had restricted commercial in areas that they, they couldn't do so a lot of the people that wanted to do something with the city or with the uh, Winwood bid um, were really kind of prohibited from what it was zoned so uh, recognizing this the uh, planning department went to the city council um, asked for empowerment to change this now to a more of a commercial zone and instead of the heavy industry to make the one one of the remaining areas a light industry and the rest of it all um, either, you know one small section of medium density restricted but pretty much everything general commercial so that they could do a lot more mixed use proper property and kind of enhance that um, um, artist characteristic that, that we know and love today as, as, as Winwood. so uh, back in, in 2015, the, the goals that they set up were to preserve the artistic characteristic uh, of Wynwood, um, change the industrial, as we'd mentioned, to, to more general commercial and light industry, encourage art galleries first. You know, if somebody came in for a business and one was an art gallery and the other was a manufacturing, give the art gallery priority. Um, open spaces. Um, Wolfners, as, as they were open, these these large areas where like they would combine streets. In Winwood, it was uh, they took Northwest First Place, Third uh, Avenue, and Northwest First uh, Avenue, and created this open walking area that was very, very enjoyable. Much like um, what would be Lincoln um, uh, Town, you know, Lincoln Walk there in uh, Miami Beach, or you know, just an area that, that you could walk and enjoy. Um, Espinosa Way would be another in, in Miami Beach. But, you know, an area where people could collect, you know, and, and enjoy the time. And uh, one of the others was to promote uh, more diverse housing. The ideal of uh, studio apartments or a situation where you'd have mixed use, where you'd have uh, commercial, you know, um, spaces, you know, where you could actually have businesses on the ground floor, but you'd have people able to stay at night. And in some areas, you'd actually have the old ideal of the Ma Pa, you know, where you'd have a small store on the board and then the family would live upstairs, you know, re-bringing re that kind of a revitalization to do that. Uh, the city also looked for centralized uh, parking complexes and asked for funding and received it for that, as well as an enhanced uh, pedestrian um, experience. Um, what happened was just a renaissance of um, you know an art district that that is now really a tourist and commercial um, mecca if you would where people come to see it and, and just kind of give you some of the um, statistical is you know the revitalization over the last five years now this started in 2015 we're now in 2020 so these numbers are based upon the 2020 as they created 7,500 new jobs there's now over 5 million people that come just to see Wynwood. And there's been over $1.5 billion in local investment and spending to support, you know, the South Florida economy. And, and that's just in the past five years. Now, let me, let me kind of go over a few of the projects that had been created during that time. One is the, the Wynwood Walls project where this is where, you know, world famous uh, artists, including graffiti and street artists generous come to Miami and they get a wall and they paint it and it becomes kind of a mural to, to come in for the rest of us to enjoy. Um, the Cube um, 
was was a really interesting ideal of having first class boutique offices above retail so you have retail on the ground floor but you have offices you know boutiques where you can go in and uh it's club uh win wd is a great example of that um one that i really liked was a whole new you know work and live condominium ideal where you had and that was uh 250 winwood where they completed it this was the early stages of it back in 2015 and was one of the first projects done but it, it gave complete, you know, ground floor re- retail, but you had condominium space up above. So uh, it, w- it was a great concept. And, you know, the related group came in, which is a, a large developer in the area here, and did Winwood 25, which provided, you know, 290, you know, residential room project, which, you know, allowed, you know, ground floor retail on the bottom and, and, and uh, restaurant space. So a lot of the new zoning allowed mixed use, which was of, of great um success in revitalizing the areas in, in some cases you could actually have a um, an artist have their gallery on the ground floor but live above and it created that whole kind of um, wonderful um, artistic field that the, the planning department was looking for one of the others that came up with of course they, they created two new garages one being Winwood garage which you know provided the spaces they another 428 spaces that were provided you know so that they could actually um, have more you know visitors come into the area without having to impact you know those that are parking on the street because they live there it also was done with the vibrant looks and, and, and colors and feels and murals that Winwood's famous for um, another kind of cottage industry that came up much like it has in other parts of the world is um, you know home breweries uh, we, we ended up having four now in Winwood that came up over this period of time uh, the Winwood Brewing Company would be located in the trendy area. Um, yeah, it's a couple of blocks up the strip, but, you know, it, it brings in now its own kind of ideals, you know, where they have, you know, the Magic City Pale Ale or, you know, hops or barley wine, you know, blondes. Uh, Venza Sur was a, another one. That, it was actually a combination between uh, Columbia's Bogota Beer Company and uh, Ten Barrels. Came in and brought in, you know, darker beers like the Porters and Stouts, brought in Belgian ales and it. Concrete Beach is another popular kind of trendy local um, brewery that, that brought in a whole expansive. Their idea was also, though, to bring in foods. They had kind of a pub vacation. You know, you're actually going out, let's say, to see the galleries. You could stop in at Concrete Beach, grab something to eat, and grab a Pilsner or grab, you know, a Vienna-style lager. One of the saisons and just... I had a really large area and just it became a destination where you could actually go either on date night or you know go on Friday or Saturday um, art gallery tours the other thing that was uh, really kind of interesting was the whole tourism aspect of it there now became small tourist industries that would take you you know to tours on you know the art galleries and art walks you know the tours of the individual murals giving you the stories behind it and uh, that that was something that was really really a fascinating concept of it but getting back to the whole concept of of, of the question which is what is uh, gentrification um, I wanted to kind of go back this is an example of it for here in Miami but I wanted to at least bring up a very important study I think that came out and this was done by Harvard and they had noticed that once you know you begin the process of bringing in new businesses and new um, change zonings and it, it greatly affects the value of the properties in the area um, Harvard economics professor um, Howard, I think it's Gleisner, um, and his colleagues decided to take a look at the most available data that had been collected, and that came largely from Yelp. Yelp um, 
for most of you that uh, maybe had wanted to find a, a, a specific Chinese restaurant or maybe you know you're, you're walking town and want to find the best pizza it, it what it would do is it would track businesses in the area using maps and, and make suggestions and of course reference by uh, you know they give critiques on the restaurants you can give recommendations but it also collected and, and provided Harvard uh, you know economics professors a, a bunch of data and what they'd noticed is that you know once something came in new to the neighborhood in in their particular case we're going to talk about this next in the next podcast so I'll be brief it was a, a Starbucks and that new Starbucks kind of kicked off the trend of the gentrification where what was um, an older tax base or a non-existent one like in the case of Wyndham where literally you know the, the warehouses were empty there was there was nobody there bringing in you know uh, like a Starbucks or, or when you saw Starbucks come in it was a great sign that the neighborhood was starting to change and that you know the the old, older communities were going to evolve into newer more vibrant ones you know you know with um uh, a larger tax base you know in the case that, like we've talked about in the projects here more development of uh, mixed-use housing um, bringing in more you know um, art spaces and galleries and small businesses and it, it was kind of the whenever you saw a Starbucks come in it was showing that it was about ready to go so we'll talk about that in the next uh, uh, more about this uh, particular study in the uh, Starbucks effects which is going to be episode seven so I'm going to go ahead and close it off with that um, and uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you today and thank you for joining me in episode six have a great night